This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Hello and welcome to the Hot Tick Podcast, the podcast that we bring out on the Final Whistle. The players are warming down in front of us after a first game of the season which saw Wrexham prevail again. 2-1 against Eastleigh, having gone behind, having faced the most stubborn of opposition in an Eastleigh team who was certainly cynical but were also well organised and kept Wrexham at arm's length for a good chunk of the match. Eventually that defensive line started to drop off a bit too deep but the headline really is that Elliot Lee is short of match fitness and couldn't start and it'd be quite interesting to see what he's like when he can't start. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's now got a strike rate of a goal for Wrexham every 17 and a half minutes. He came off the bench and scored both the goals as Wrexham hauled their way back and he looked tremendous and wow, well, Che, that was, uh, that was oh, I feel exhausted from just sitting down and watching it. It was a tough test, wasn't it, to mm. be fair and it's, it, it's a for the lads who haven't played uh, National League football yet, it's it's a welcome to what it's like. It's it's not easy. Um, easily coming over game mm. plan, and they nearly executed it. On other days, we could have lost today, but it's, we brought Elliot Lee on, and he got past that orange wall, didn't he? And mm. he was excellent. It was an ironic opening to the sort of minutes to the game. Wrexham well on top. First chance we created was Palmer not quite hitting the target from a Bentoza throw-in. Eastleigh, their last pre-season match, they had against a team with a long throw in order to condition themselves for this game. And then they scored from a long throw. But it, it, it was an error by Mark Howard making his debut in goal. Long throw-in by Panther. And Howard misjudged it. He got underneath it, tried to pour it away, got one hand to it. And it dropped for Langston to knock the ball home. Um, these things happen. I think it's probably the, yeah. the the right way to look at it. Yeah, there's no point in. I think the fans were getting a bit anxious with him. Mm. You know, it's his debut. He's a he's a um, <laughs> it's, it's a big crowd today. I don't think jump on his back too much. You know, mm. I think that's the worst thing you can do with a goalkeeper if 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 you jump on their backs. I think. He did okay other than that. He, you know, he mishandled the ball a couple of times, but just give him a bit of a chance, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right, yeah. exactly. Um, and <laughs> the victory was sealed by an excellent early kick by him, which won us a corner, yeah. which allowed us to keep the ball in the corner flag till the end of the match. Uh, yeah, give him, give him an opportunity. Yeah. And Wrexham fought back and were dominant, but like I said, Eastleigh were well-versed well in the dark arts. Yeah. There was a lot of cynical stuff going on. The referee wasn't terribly strong. And they were they were taking big chunks of time out of the game, and they were very organised at the back, weren't they? they the defence wasn't too deep in the first half, yeah. which meant there wasn't much space between the lines, and Wrexham monopolising possession, but mostly only making half chances from set pieces. They, we weren't troubling the keeper too much. No. no, we weren't. We we were shooting from distance. I think, as I said earlier, that orange wall. They were they were really. I got all credit to Eastleigh mm. today. They 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 really did execute a game plan and they defended really well and really or, they were really organised, weren't they, Mark? To be fair yeah. to them, so Absolutely. all credit where it's due to the opponents. Yep, the orange wall, the citrus obstacle, as they're known, <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they were very good. Harper at left wing back, yeah, it was excellent defensively, and Fords didn't get any change out of him going forwards, did he? Uh, in the in the middle, Martin in the middle of the three was. Absolutely superb. He made one brilliant header when, ironically, Harper could have scored an own goal. Brilliant cross by McFadgen looking for Ford. And 
in making sure he got a contact on it before Ford. He headed the ball over his own keeper, did Harper. Martin made a fabulous header. I always remember going to West Ham and seeing Phil Hardy do that. He's standing on the goal line, and yet he somehow managed to head it over for a corner. And I was thinking, how did he actually do that? And it was the same thing. He was on this goal line, and he managed to head it over for a corner rather than just stand it back up in the goal mouth for someone to attack. Um, so the second half, Wrexham had lost Tom O'Connor, sadly, of course, by then, injured in the challenge of Cissé. Let's hope it's nothing too serious. He did try to carry on. And Jordan Davis came on. Davis and Lee, of course, on the bench because they're lacking match fitness. And, well, both of them were excellent, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were. Jordan Davis come on and played brilliantly. And then Elliot Lee, second half, really changed the game. He, uh, they really couldn't deal with how technical and how quick mm. he was and how, how good he was at dribbling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Davis tested McConnell, the goalkeeper, yeah. with a free kick, which to keep it well to get down and punch clear. Yeah. And... The pattern started to change a bit. We still weren't really making many chances, but like you say, that orange wall, they started to drop deeper and deeper. Their defence, their midfield, they started... For a good chunk of the first half and the start of the second, they were a broken team. They had the back five staying back, pretty much. Certainly, you wouldn't see the the way Wrexham play wing-backs, the benefit of wing-backs, getting both of them together up the pitch at the same time well they didn't look to do that at any point but certainly as they were defending their lead that back five was was just staying back Cissé was sitting in front of them yeah. and then the two midfielders in the first half are pushing up with the two strikers or broken team four men up the pitch trying to press but then if you beat that gap in the middle and then the defensive unit was there yeah. but that broke down as the second half went on and Wrexham asked more questions and just started grinding them down and they started dropping deeper and deeper they sort of left the two men up but the, the midfield now was was standing on the toes of the, the defence, and they did defend very well. We didn't carve out many chances, but then when Elliot Lee came on, he was just um, too technically good, wasn't he? Well, I mean, he's he's Charlie Day jumping out the back of the van, isn't he? Yeah. Wild card. Yeah. He just he just suddenly just came on and was just doing stuff, you know, just off the top of his head. It, just like the the way he was controlling the ball was just it was it was beautiful to watch mm. I think the Wrexham fans really enjoyed him well, as soon as he came on there was applauses for the dri- fancy yeah. dribbling and that's re- going to be really exciting it's something we lacked last season a little bit wasn't it so yeah he's, he's another sort of player and Mon- uh, Mondi came on as well and looked decent as well yeah well, I, I do like the look of him anyway yeah. I mean, I've, I've said that for years a couple of years haven't I to you yeah um, but yeah, I mean, looking at Lee as well, he's clearly two footers. He's comfortable going either way, and the defenders are a bit nervous. And the first couple of times he got the ball, he did a lot of twisting and turning and shifting this way and that. And I thought, okay, make sure there's end product, please, because I, I don't like it when players do all that and then just don't achieve anything. Uh, it always reminds me of the the bloke with the big sword in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, he swings the sword around for half an hour and then. Indiana Jones just shoots him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I sort of feel like, okay, what's going to happen at the end of this stuff? But to be fair, the second time he did it, he also delivered a great cross. Yeah. And you think, okay, right, he's got something. And my word, did he deliver? He put a glorious ball in that Palmer headed over from six yards. Palmer, I thought, played well, but had a sort of frustrating time where the defenders were good and big, backing into him and making it difficult to win clean headers. And then Lee, well, popped up with a couple of lovely goals. 
Yeah, that first goal was excellent. Mm. Palmer, excellent work by him, wasn't it? So yeah. the, the hold up play was brilliant. And the ball in from McFadden as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a great team goal. And then the second goal, I was going too wild to actually remember it. So <laughs> if you'd like to recap. Well, the first one, firstly, as well, yeah. uh, it, it reminds me a bit of when we used to throw Glenn Little on at the end of a game and everyone wanted to join in with him. Yeah. Because it, it stopped being about, you know, sort of trying to play to systems or patterns and shifting people around the pitch. And it became essentially Palmer and Lee with a little bit of McFadgen just enjoying themselves down the left side yeah. of the pitch and, and improvising a way through and trusting their techniques. It was lovely play. And it ended with Palmer backheeling it to Lee, who from about 10 yards out, left side of the box, curled it around the keeper beautifully. And then the, the second goal by him was again good pressure. And credit to Mullen, who struggled to get into this game, but he, he was there for a couple of important moments and his quality showed through. And on this occasion, like I said, it was very crowded, as, you, as you've rightly put it. Uh, those orange bricks were all in place. Yeah. But Mullen just slipped a lovely, beautifully weighted ball into Lee about seven yards out back to goal. And then Lee showed why he does all that twisty, turny stuff because he's doing that and the defender is not sure which side to go, how to block him, and while he's thinking that, the keeper behind him is thinking he, he might kick, he might put this anywhere, he yeah. might strike this at any moment, and he can't set himself. And bang, he finished it. It was it was a smashing stuff, wasn't it? Oh, and it was brilliant. And then the, the passing at the end of the game by the team, and the and it was our our turn to time waste. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was such a it was such a satisfying <laughs> end to the game, and we we were definitely definitely deserved winners. I think we really have to talk about the satisfaction there, don't we? You're 100% right. After Eastley scored, they did that classic thing of Tristan Abrams there, uh, centre forward. He didn't play any role in the goal. Walking back to the halfway line, taking an eternity. And I was fuming at the time, can't deny it. Uh, it's just beautiful when we got the winner and Palmer did exactly the same thing. And then you, even to the extent of when he saw Eastley bringing on a sub, he stopped. He stopped 30 yards out from the Eastley goal because he didn't want to waste his slow stroll on something that would have been taken out of the game anyway, <laughs> time that would have been taken out of the game anyway by a substitution. And then Mullins cramp in inverted commas. Yeah. The number of Eastley players who got cramp. And as I said in the commentary, it has been a long, hard season, hasn't it? But, I mean, the number of them who went down with imaginary cramp. And then miraculously yeah. got up as soon as the referee yeah. told them to get up. To be fair to the ref, he never let the physio on for any of them. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Because he wasn't always strong, but he was right in the second half of that. So when Mullen went down with cramp, <laughs> yeah, right. And the ref treated him. That was brilliant. that was yeah. I've never seen that before. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! I, I I was saying in the commentary that I couldn't referee because I'd be getting frustrated by the the, the sort of antics. Yeah. You see through it and you you think, oh, I don't like this, and that's why I couldn't be a referee. No, I couldn't be a referee either. But I think that in in his own way, the ref did show that he knew what they were up to, because yeah. to only had four minutes on at the end, I think it was a real gesture of yeah. You know what? You've wasted time. You've brought this on yourselves. I could easily add seven on here, and I think he should have done, frankly. Roughly seven's what I think was appropriate with all the time wasting. But he was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you brought it on yourselves, lads. I'll give you four. I'm not giving you a freakish amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought, considering the referee had a really shaky game, and to be fair, you've, you've got to give referees a little bit of leeway <laughs> yeah. in some regards. You know, they're used to playing at grounds like Wheelson and things like that. They can... Mm. To come here to play in front of nearly 10,000, a different animal, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, he yeah, didn't have the best of games, but 
Yeah, he, he, yeah, he didn't. But then, uh, uh, to be fair, Eastleigh were trying it on. Quite and it was a, a difficult game to ref, wasn't yeah. it? To be fair, the key thing for me though, and, and I don't blame this ref, I'm just the general approach that referees take. Why can't you book people early on? If a player deserves yeah. it, he deserves it. The rule doesn't say uh, shirt pull is yellow card after 25 minutes. And I do feel that if referees clamp down early on on teams who are cynical and start showing yellow cards when they actually should do, then those teams will have to make decisions about what they can get away with. Yeah. So, uh, uh, But then that, that, that's a cultural thing about referees, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, why am I moaning about referees? Oh, yeah, that's what I do. I forgot. <laughs> I never used to, Che. You were a bad influence It's on your me. favourite pastime. I used to love refs. You know? <laughs> Refer- referees were my first love and they will be my last. <laughs> referees from the future. Referees from the past. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, this is usually the point where one of us sings or, or tries to bottle somebody where we stop the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's We've, a long hot take yeah. today. It's a long... Break time. It's a, that was a Banana Rama song, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's um, Star Council. <laughs> Anyway, so as Paul Waller disappears slowly down the mold road and into town with a final score of Wrexham 2, Eastleigh 1, and we didn't even talk about how to pronounce our new left back's name, which is. Mon- so well, Mark wants. Mark thinks it's Mondi. Absolutely, French name. And I don't know whether it's Mendy or Mondi, so I'm going to say Mondi just so I can sound intelligent. Well, I'm thinking, right? He's Spanish. Which means maybe it's not Mondi, to be fair. But he's Spanish, and so that means he's actually Jacob Mondi Mondi. Um, so maybe he should, he should be Mendy Mondi. Or Mondi Could Mendy. Be a bit of both, yeah. Just another manic Mondi. <laughs> oh, there's a song. I'm going to work on the lyrics for that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll work on the other words for that, and I'll be back uh, in about a week with, with the finished tune. <laughs> Hopefully it catches on. We need some new chants. Absolutely. Oh, I made a brilliant song up last week about Bryce Rosanna, but I've forgotten it. I remember the words, not the song, but the tune, which is rather weird. It was good. It was something about making people pop a hernia. <laughs> so I thought that was quite promising. <laughs> and I said, if you try and keep up with them, you'll pop a hernia. Um, don't try. And another bit was don't don't try and sprint with him because he'll burn you. If you if you if you try to if you think you can run as fast as him, he'll learn you. So I, all the all I remember all the rhymes. What is going on? Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. You're listening to psychedelia half hour here at the racecourse. Okay, we better go, wouldn't we? This was the hot take, and then it sort of turned into something else. I'm not quite sure what it was. <laughs> so, with a final score of Wrexham two, Eastleigh one. I'm withholding my identity um, in case I get tracked down and he's Che Long from Wrexham AFC Adios muchachos This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team